0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Team Wealth
1: Radio. My name is Brandy, and I am super excited because one of my favorite humans, Rebecca, is co-hosting the show with me today. How are you, Rebecca? I'm doing good. Hi. Hi, Um, And Rebecca's actually brought along a friend of hers to be our guest today. And I don't know very much about Jovina, but I've read a little bit about her and I'm really excited to learn more about her life and some of the things that she's overcome and how she's working to inspire people, not only through dance, but through motivation and a bunch of other cool things. So Jovina, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Our show is geared towards teens, but there's also parents and teachers and and a little bit of everyone that listens in. And um, so I'd just love if you could give everyone kind of an overview about who you are and what you're passionate about. And then we can uh, jump in with where you were as a child
2: and a teenager and start there. Absolutely, well, I'm a dancer and a life coach. I'm a contemporary dancer and a choreographer, and I've been lucky enough to live all over the world. I'm originally from Vancouver and I just got back two years ago and I'm settling back into life over here. And as a coach, I work with overachievers, which is anybody who I call, who I say uh, wants anything more, uh, more out of life. And I help them to work towards their goals to get that life that they're dreaming of.
1: Awesome. And um, what, what started you on this journey? Were you a child and, and wanted to coach people or was that something that came kind of later in life?
2: Yeah, it came later in life. It actually came from dancing. I trained as a ballet dancer. And unfortunately, the ballet world can be quite a challenging one because we're, at least in my generation, I'm in my 40s now, we were told that, you know, we're not good enough and the teachers tried to break you. And it was, as I look back on it, I mean, I knew at the time it wasn't the healthiest environment, but I was 25 before I realized that it's not normal to be told that you're not good enough and you're never going to make it. And and it really uh, did not set me up for success. And because of the way I was talking to myself, I ended up getting injured. But I didn't realize, and and it was um, hard timing. I had just graduated from dance school the year before. I decided to move to London, England and get my big break. And then six weeks later, I was flat on my back. And I kept trying to get physically better, but not realizing that it was actually how I was talking to myself and treating myself so that kind of went on for eight years and then I was lucky enough to work with a therapist who specializes in working with dancers through the dancers transition resource center in Vancouver which is an amazing organization and at that point I understand it was my me that was the problem um, myself and the way I was thinking and then a couple of years later I was looking to develop a parallel career because as an artist you always have a parallel career and it just felt right that it would be coaching because of everything I had learned with the therapist. And I felt that I would be able to help people and help them to make the changes in their lives through everything that I had learned to do. So I do a lot of workshops on this now too.
3: I love that you just called it parallel coaching, um, parallel um, <laughs> career, not, not uh-huh. a backup career. That, that sticks thank out to me. You.
2: Yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I was speaking with somebody a mom who's super supportive of her daughter, who is a musician, she's like, just, I wanted to go for it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing that she's so supportive. And at the same time, you have to have something in that pace. So if you can develop something in parallel, you can still be thriving.
3: Mm, mm, I like that. But um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about um, like your injury and how it changed everything and, and what went through your mind at that time?
2: Yeah, it was really shocking timing. So like I said, I just moved to London. I was gonna have my big break. And I was, uh, as, a da- as a dance artist, you take uh, freelance classes. So the teacher usually changes every week. And that week, it just happened to be a teacher that I really clicked with. I was uh, picking up really quickly. I was enjoying the class so much. And then I woke up on the Saturday. So there's been a week worth of classes and I woke up on the Saturday and I was in so much pain through my tailbone. I just could not walk properly. So it wasn't like I was paralyzed, but I really just, I couldn't move. And so I kind of literally dragged myself out of bed. And luckily there is a website for dancers. Uh, This is the Dance UK website that has a listing of all of the uh, health practitioners that work with dancers I don't even remember how I got myself to his office. And he said, um, it's, it's an injury that he'd seen quite a lot with people who've trained a lot in ballet. I'd managed to twist my pelvis. So my bones Ooh. were facing a different direction. So it wasn't like I broke
3: out. Oh my gosh. It
2: much more, yeah, it was crazy. It's more myofascial, like in the connective tissue and very much as well because um, ballet dancers tend to be, perform, we perform so much through our upper bodies. We're not very grounded in the pelvis. So he said he'd seen it a lot. But the thing with the pelvis, of course, is that affects your entire body. (laughs) So, um, and I kept on just, in, in trying to get better, I kept on just kind of gripping more and more. And so then I just kept making things worse and worse over the years. So it was kind of one thing, which in hindsight, I look back and think, I think it was my body that was trying to right itself. But then, of course, I had to make it worse. Because I had such a no-pain, no-gain attitude. So, again, I didn't help myself at all
3: there. Wow. So this experience obviously put you on a a very different path and and one that you weren't looking at having as well. Absolutely. Um, Yes. So you did, did this just sort of um, this is how you started researching mental health and sort of tapping into that because it was working so well for you. Or? I didn't do
2: anything about mental health. I have to say, it, it didn't even strike me uh, because of my training, which was very no pain, no gain. Keep on pushing. You're not working hard enough. That's very much mentality of the ballet world too, and um, in the dance world in general. I never even struck me to look at that and I really just looked at it like a physical thing that I had to fix and only eight years later when then I started working with that counselor uh, and she, she just um, helped me to understand how I needed to change my thinking in order to access my healing through the mind-body connection.
3: Did it change your relationship to movement much? Because uh, before you you are saying very much that it it was like you're telling your body what to do and you're telling it it wasn't good enough and um, your movement was beautiful and graceful and and trained. How did it affect your movement afterwards when you sort of switched your thinking?
2: That's such a thoughtful question, Becca. Thank you. Uh, It changed it completely. You know, it's interesting because I'm still – understanding what my natural movement style is i started dancing when i was three years old and i learned to just make movement happen force it manufacture it but in a lot of ways i never got to know my body and what kind Mm -hmm. of movement it likes and i'm still on that journey to figure it out and that's because my default is to just force everything i had to really learn to chill out and allow and that's also where coaching really helped because when I work with my clients, I work a lot on allowing things to happen. Uh, and actually this will be a good point for when we look at later in the program on just, you know, working with what is um, in your mm-hmm. life. But um, it changed my relationship with my body as well in the sense that I practice much more gratitude. You know, life is lived through our bodies. We do everything from washing the dishes to hugging our children and to, you know, giving somebody you really love a big hug. And so really life is lived through our bodies and I'm much more grateful just for the normal experiences and as well as kind of the virtuosic dance experiences. Mm -hmm. And I'm much more close to my body now. I I understand when it's talking to me and I don't just ignore it. So it's uh, really fascinating actually to be working on the mind body connection and listening to what your body's telling you and working with your energy. It's um, also opening other fields in terms of how I would love to be a body worker And help other people work through their own physical stuff, too. So Mm. it's been a huge gift, actually, because I really had to get to know myself and face myself and look at the way I was talking to myself and change my own behavior if I wanted to be healthy because I couldn't go on as I was.
3: Mm. So it kind of like deepened your connection with your body.
2: Yes, absolutely. I would say beforehand, I had no connection with my body. Everything was external and everything was about how it looked. Mm. Now it's about how it feels. How do I respond to something instead of forcing something? And it also changes my um, relationship to music because beforehand I would force myself to be on a certain timing. Now I just allow that timing to lead the way.
3: Hmm, I'm really curious about that because um, myself, um, I'm I'm a singer. Mm. uh, And when I was in high school, I had notes. And that completely changed my relationship with my voice. But I sort of went more down a bit of an angry path where Mm -hmm. I was upset that I couldn't do the things that I was trained to do before um and it it almost sort of destroyed my relationship with my voice for a while because I felt like I couldn't sing anymore and and do it meaningfully and I had to like relearn about how to do it so it's it's interesting that um like you learn to move again uh in that deeper way I love that
2: absolutely and you know it's really interesting uh finding that balance between technique and Mm -hmm. your own voice and I think that's the journey. That's the most fascinating journey: is how to find yourself to be, to work with all of these tools that you have, and still be able to express yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. I guess it kind of comes down to our connections and and what we define as normal and what we're trained is normal, and that's very relevant to you know what we're going through today, where we are mm. we are defining a new normal with the way you know we work with the way we uh, structure our day and everything like that. Um, our connections have been interrupted, if you will
2: yeah that's a really good parallel yeah
3: yeah I think um let's take a little bit of a break and then when we come back we can uh talk a little bit more about like that sense of self through the connections that we find in our everyday lives
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
0: Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at one 855 866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. Globalteenwealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future.
4: Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for
2: today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory
4: of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron. Live every Tuesday at noon Eastern time and 9 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Variety Channel. stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts VoiceAmerica.com.
0: you are tuned in to teen wealth radio To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're here with Jobina Burdai as our guest and my co-host, Rebecca Chalon. Um, I'm very excited to listen to this story, and she is Rebecca's friend, so I love all the questions that they've been asking. I did want to jump in and ask one question. Uh, You talked about all the different varieties of dance that you did and, and everything from ballet. I mean, the training for that is so rigorous. Do you feel like the physical training really helped your mental training when you were going through all these different things and how you use the term parallel before for careers? How was it for parallel health, like your mental health and physical health and how did those strengthen each other? I was super curious about that. Uh,
2: I feel like I didn't get enough mental health training as I was training. And I look at generations now, and they have so much more support because there's been so much more research and development into the mental training, even for athletes. But we didn't get any of that, and that was um, such a detriment to us because the only thing we learned how to do was to push and how ha- and you know no pain, no gain. It's not good enough, and that is so debilitating because first of all, that's not normal, and I'm. I, I mentioned that I was 25 before I realized that wasn't normal. I thought that any profession you wanted to go into, that all your teachers told you that you were terrible. And that's it, not, again, normal and not at all productive. So as a coach, I spend so much time working on the mindset because we're not of service to ourselves. And um, so I, in hindsight, I look back and I think I would have loved to have had the mental training on how to work towards a goal without being so hard on myself and as well as how to manage the audition process in a more productive manner. Because the problem is, is if you go in from a fear perspective, you're not going to help yourself. You're not helping yourself to shine, but if you can be like, you need a really healthy, strong sense of self. You need a healthy and strong awareness about yourself and your strengths. And if you just think everything's terrible and you're terrible, it you get a very limited perspective of yourself uh your strength y- your uniqueness um but you need those kind of things to be on stage so yeah I mean it got me to where I am today and I, I believe I can help people so much more because I experienced all that but it really didn't serve me at all uh, as I was growing up and how did you learn to take those things and and
1: turn them into positives as you went through your journey because this applies to anyone in, in kind of a, any type of job or dreams that they have, right? I, lo- I love that you said that. So how were how you able to kind of take those things that were struggles and turn them into that positive stuff to help you create your self-confidence that helped you get to your big goals? Mm-hmm.
2: The biggest aha moment for me, actually, there's a great book that I love by Susan Jeffers, which is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, which Rebecca, every time she's come to my workshop, she's heard me mention it. But it is such a fantastic book because it taught me that we have a choice. We have free will. And I thought as an example, I thought I would only feel good about myself when I have achieved all these things I wanted in my career. Now, as a person, I always felt great about myself. I felt I was a nice person. I valued my qualities, but I never had that as a dancer. But I didn't realize that you need good self-esteem in order to do your best work. And if I was constantly questioning myself about my abilities. Well, no one else was going to believe in me. So I think it's not even, it's not a a nice to have. I think it's a must have. We need to have confidence in ourselves and our abilities in order to put forth our best work. And we don't need to go into it with a sense of ego saying I'm the best. We just have to have good confidence. And when I understood how essential that was for me, it changed my life. So I had a choice, as I learned from reading that book, about how I felt about myself. I could decide that yes, I'm going to feel great about myself and I'm going to put my best foot forward or I could do completely the opposite. And I knew from having got injured myself and everything that I'd done to myself that it wasn't of service to me. So now Mm. when I'm coaching people and and doing workshops, my question is not, are you being positive or negative to yourself, but are you being of service to yourself? Because Mm. we can always help ourselves more.
1: Absolutely. That's such a great point. And, and while you were injured and not able to do what you were passionate about, you were isolated. I'm just did a little segue to our next um, you were You were isolated from people and things that you were passionate about. How did you manage to cope with that? And how are you translating those lessons that you learned into what we're going through now?
2: Yeah, I mean, actually, that is so true, because I was far from home. I was far from any support network. Um, you know, because so I was out of dance school, so I didn't have the support I would have needed. I was in a completely different country. I just moved there. I didn't know what my resources were. It is hard to be isolated from everything. Like, I wasn't going to dance class. I didn't really know who to connect with. Um, so, you know, it's a perfect analogy. And I think the, this is really an opportunity to reach out, particularly for people who are not great at it. You know, people who are super self-sufficient, and they're saying, I can do this. This is the time if you're wanting connection to get a little vulnerable and say, hey, want to jump on a Skype date or take the initiative to have a house party, like get on house party with your friends. And one thing I do find so amazing about this period is that we are lucky we have all these social media tools. In a lot of ways, we don't have to go through this ourselves, just by ourselves. So to make that effort to reach out, there's so many Facebook groups and I really find it so Like, it really does my heart good when I'm seeing people offer to get other people groceries, or they just need connection, or there's so many people making masks. It's it's just unbelievable seeing how everybody's coming together. And that's even a nice thing, too. Maybe you might not need a conversation, but you just need your heart to be warmed a little. Just get on Facebook and see all the cool things that are happening around the world in a time like this.
3: We are very lucky to be living in that sort of digital age um, with this current situation. Um, But again, like going, going back to your experience and being so isolated from something that uh, you know, was a defining factor in your life and who you were, um, what sort of advice would you give to people who are maybe feeling that same sense of loss where they can't participate in the thing that defines them anymore?
2: Yes. You know, and you know, I would have said the exact same thing for, those of us that are really defined by what we do, that was the biggest blow. It was having a hard time defining myself as a dancer. But in hindsight, that was the best thing because that was the only thing I defined myself by. So I had to go think about defining myself more as an artist. And in fact, the good thing is, is I have a healthier relationship with dance now because I'm not just a dancer. I'm Dance is a part of my life. I think of myself at the center of my life. And all the things I'm passionate about are the things that circle me rather than it only being about dance. And I think that's healthy. I feel that people, I think our society identifies too hard with what we do, but what about the kind of person we are? You know, are we kind, like kindness is such an important value of mine. And I define myself on my, by my values. I actually go through my values every six months and look at, does this resonate with me? And my most important value is integrity. Am I keeping my word to other people, to myself, to my dreams? Am I doing what I said I would do? Um, Am I respectful? Am I in in situations that are respectful back to me? Am I with people who are also respectful? Communication is important. Kindness is important. So I look at myself more by my qualities rather than what I'm doing now. And I think that that will also be healthier because we're then more open to the world around us and we have more curiosity about the world instead of just defining ourselves by what we do.
3: Mm, I love that you've you've had a lot of time, obviously, to uh, develop these skills and, and be yeah. able to look at it in in that sort of respect. What do you think would be a really great step for um, people who are you know we've been all been thrown into this situation and uh, not necessarily given the tools to cope with this and and don't know what to like sort of grab a foothold onto? What would be a great first step? Mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm really lucky. I've always enjoyed the practice of journaling, so I
2: could put my thoughts really well down on paper. And I think that if you have a practice like that, or, I don't know, just talk out loud to yourself, taking the time to step back from your life and evaluate it, that is something I am finding so valuable right now. I mean, obviously we're in the middle of a major global health pandemic and, you know, people's lives are being lost and, you know, fully respecting that. For those of us that have the opportunity to slow down and step back, it's a really good time to reevaluate. Are you, am I happy with my life? Am I living in line with my values? What are my values? You know, taking a piece of paper and deciding these are the things that are important to me. And am i actually living like this. So as an example, if you love being spontaneous, then is that something that you've been doing in your life? And that was actually a practice that really changed for me. Uh, is many years after, about two or three years after I got injured, I just felt like uh, I wasn't the person I wanted to be. And I took myself on a weekend retreat. To, uh, I was living in England. So I took myself on a weekend retreat to the seaside. And I got this really cool single room in the hotel. So it was just perfect size for me. And it had a balcony overlooking the beach. And I just sat there and wrote about the person I wanted to be and reevaluated if, e- if I was behaving like that. And I took lots of walks on the beach and had nice food and took that weekend to myself to do the introspection that
3: was needed. And that was life changing. Mm. So just like a stream of consciousness, just write it down, get get out whatever you're feeling and then like evaluate it.
2: Absolutely. You know, it's really good to get everything that we're thinking out uh, on paper or, you know, if you're somebody who likes to create, maybe you can do it through Paint, or maybe you could record yourself and talking, and then listen back to it. So there's always a natural way that we have. Um, I think I feel like a lot of people would fear going inside because they're afraid to find out that there are things, there are ways that they're behaving that they might not like, or ways that they're thinking that we they might not like. But this is life, and this is a practice that will be of service for you. So if if somebody is feeling scared about this, then, you know, just doing it for yourself, like writing it for yourself or recording it and listening it to yourself. These are all really kind of kind practices that you can do to do this work of evaluation.
3: Mm, I think it's really great that we have the the space to do that mm. now. But the, the thing that is in that space as well is a whole bunch of like tension in the air because there's so many unknown factors. Yeah. Um, how how do you think Um, like what are some good coping practices that we can have to cope with that? Absolutely. I mean, one
2: of the things, the way I'm looking at this is all of life is uncertain. So I feel like this experience is really about getting comfortable with uncertainty because it's the Mm. nature of life anyway. So first of all, meditation practice is really helpful. And I know that's like, that's the buzzword, meditate on it. But it really is a wonderful practice to take a time out and just turn off. And for people that um, struggle with meditation, it doesn't need to be that you just sit there in silence. You know, there is Headspace. They have like lots of apps out there. If there aren't so many people outside or you can socially distance, walking outside in nature is a really lovely way to meditate. And just turning your thoughts off is really handy. And um, it's that kind of, it creates a connection to yourself as well, where you can sit with um, challenging feelings. So behind uncertainty is fear, the not knowing, we're not sure how things are going to look. And I feel like if you can learn to cope with it, you're going to set yourself up for your entire life. Like for the past seven years, I've really been working with uncertainty. I moved to Berlin. I didn't know anybody. I barely spoke German. It was just me in a suitcase, and I created a life from scratch. So, and you know, Becca, you moved here from Australia. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) how is it that you can make the most of the uncertainty? Because you know, I also work with manifestation, which is a whole other topic. But the idea behind that is that the uncertainty is a space of all possibility. If you are privileged enough to be able to work from home or have the humans to your um, have some more time to yourself, can you use it as a productive time? to do the work of reevaluation and then look at what you would like to create instead. So there's so many different layers to this. I understand a huge part about this is fear and anxiety. So a great thing to do, this is for, you know, from my dance stuff is just putting your feet on the ground, feel your feet on the ground and help Mm -hmm. yourself to feel more grounded. If you're scared, allow the fear to just pass through you. So an emotion is an emotion, right? So, allowing a wave of that energy of emotion to pass through you and it's important to express it if you need to go out to a forest and scream it's cool the trees are going to be okay with it but we want to also (laughs) allow the emotion because and you know as somebody who's done a lot of body practices if that emotion gets stuck in your body you're going to hurt yourself so Mm. you really want to be able to flow through emotion online yoga is great there's so much about that Or do movement practices that allow you to stay in flow. So anything that helps you to breathe and to flow will be of service. Even mental practices. Just go with the flow. Go with uncertainty. It's life anyway. You
1: know, I love that you use the word allow, um, because so many of us are trying to control the situation and the outcome is Mm -hmm. hard. Um, We do have to go to a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back, everyone. I can't wait to talk more about allowing life to happen versus trying to control it to happen and how that takes the pressure off of you. So we'll be right back in just a couple minutes.
4: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com.
0: Hey you, yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports?
4: Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We're chatting with Jobina and Rebecca. Um, Just before we went to break, you said one of my favorite words uh, a couple of times, actually, and that is allow. And I just, I love that you said that because we are sometimes trying to control our outcome and the outcome of our life and how things work and and what I've learned from all the giant mistakes that I've made is that I I have literally no control over any of it and I have to allow it but sometimes my mental health creeps in and makes me panic and then I feel like I need to control it again so that I don't have those emotions come up but uh, it's something I'm, I mean, I'm 35 now and I've done a lot of cool stuff and been through a lot of things and I still have to remember to just allow it to happen. So can you expand a little bit about what you said? Cause it was so great.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, allowing is an art <laughs> because you're right. We, we expect that we're supposed to make everything happen. And I really feel that's so much conditioning from being in the Western world. Uh, and I feel like it doesn't make sense because as I as kind of I've grown in life, there is kind of an intelligence about life. You know, as an example, if someone's having a baby, you can't build a baby, you don't take a hammer and nails and build a baby. And nor would we want to, we would actually you want to create the best environment for that baby. And you know, the mother's taking uh, prenatal, nat- uh, I don't, I never had a baby. So whatever the, the pills that you take for having a baby are, and you're trying not to be stressed out and you're getting a nursery ready. And yet with our lives, we think, okay, we've got to make things happen. And yet, first of all, I don't, I've, as I've learned, life doesn't work that way anyway. And, you know, in this time of uncertainty, there is kind of a greater plan to all this. And if we can just go with the flow and get out of our own way, we would help ourselves more and uh, with allowing i think we have that ability to so- to decide how it's how it's going to be in the sense we try to control it because we're scared we're afraid we're not going to get what we want but we also have free will by the same token it could turn out to be even more amazing than what we wanted it's 50-50 right and it might turn out to be maybe not what we wanted, but there's so there's sort of two things behind this. Is number one, knowing that whatever happens, we are capable of dealing with it. So sometimes, it's life just throws us tests and is asking us to step up to them in order to grow to the people who we need to be in order to get what we want. So can we just, take, you know? take on that challenge and say, okay, I'm going to figure out my way around it, but we don't need to bash our heads against the wall the whole time. We can do it with joy and ease and flow and humor. And the other side is, again, we have a free will about are we going to look at it through a point of view of lack or can we look at it a point of view of, yeah, things are going to work out great and who knows they could even turn out to be even more amazing. So letting go is a huge art. And the, and sort of behind all that is letting go of the fear that we're not going to get what we want. Because imagine, like if you're, Brandy, you are telling us you made brownies. So imagine <laughs> that, you, know, you you put all these wonderful things like cayenne and cinnamon, and that sounds amazing. But what if you put in things that don't taste good? So the outcome isn't going to be good anyway. But instead, mm-hmm. you put in all these really wonderful amazing ingredients that are going to help to make it good so the process of getting what you want is important too and if we are mm. just pushing so hard to the point of exhaustion the quality of what you're going to create isn't going to be that great there's just no way so there's absolutely yeah pieces around this yeah it's fun to play
1: too isn't it instead yeah. of just focusing on the recipe all the time i like that you use that analogy
2: <laughs> i love that You know, we forget to play, you know, and I have a two year old nephew. I love him. He's the best. That's all. That's what he does. And that's what he does best is to play. And yet we forget about this and we lose our curiosity for life, which is a shame because life is amazing if you if you want it to be. Absolutely. You know, one of my mentors um,
1: explained uh, a really neat way to find balance uh, between all the aspects of our life. And it was this tool where you write down five or six of the most important things in your life, for example, like health, career, emotions, relationships, time, and finances, Mm -hmm. for example. And then you take them on separate pieces of paper and then you order them in what's most important to you and your values at this moment. Mm -hmm. And then you see if your life is actually paralleling that. So I like that you use the word parallel. Before, because then, I mean, oh, in six months, health might be more important than career, or career might be more important than time, et cetera, et cetera. And I love that you brought up the balance. Do you have any mm. um, tools
2: like that that you use to yeah. make sure you're balancing your life? I do exactly that. I actually have a values worksheet that my first life coach gave me, and now I use it with my clients because that's exactly what to do is to look at the things that are important to you, and are you actually living like that? it's such a good and simple way to, to look at your life and decide if it's what you want to be living, but not just like, you don't have to make it happen again. It's part of the allowing. This is important to me. I'm going to make the time. It can be an easy and fun process.
3: Yeah, that's right. Um, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, allowing life to, um, to happen and all of these sort of things and, and the themes around like a big life change. And we are kind of going through that right now with the mm. whole isolation thing that's happening. Um, something I uh, wanted to sort of dive into as well is... Um, not so much like the the things that it changed for us in our routine, but, uh, you know, special events and things like that. So mm-hmm. perhaps for our, our teen audience and things like that, like uh, they're missing out on prom um, mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, people might be missing out on holidays or weddings might have been postponed um, mm-hmm. and there's heaps of feelings. Uh, and we're talking about letting ourselves feel all of those things. Heaps of those feelings are coming up of like guilt um and sadness and things because people aren't sure whether they're allowed to be sad for what they've lost because perspective tells us, you know, it's better that we're not sick as well. How do you sort of navigate that sort of world? Yeah, well, I love how
2: Brandy talked about how um emotions is also like focusing on your emotions is an important thing to have in your life. You know, we tend to, just say career is important or finance is important, but actually emotions for me is the base of all of it. How do you cope with these challenging emotions? And the most important thing for me is to be able to feel it. And, you know, so often we'll say, oh, but I'm going to feel grateful that I'm not sick. And yes, absolutely. But underneath that, please feel how you're, give yourself permission to feel however you want to feel. And they're going to be unique to every single one of us which is the beauty of life so you know of course it's okay to be disappointed if you're missing prom um, my sister actually had to postpone her wedding she's good get, was getting married yesterday or due to get married yesterday our best friend was supposed to come from London we haven't seen her in two and a half years my other best friend is supposed to come visit me next month so these it was gutting when all, when all of this is happening and whatever you might be experiencing just allow yourself to feel it. And because these kind of disappointments are part of life, so you can also kind of use it as developing a future skill for when you're feeling disappointed the next time. And kind of sitting with that feeling of this really sucks, it's okay. It's part of life. And the sooner you feel it, the easier it is to, like, it's amazing. An emotion can actually only take 90 seconds to pass through you. And the more you just allow it, you're really set yourself up for the future, for a future sort of a more emo- um, mature emotional growth is to let yourself feel it. If you need to have a good cry, have a good cry. I guarantee you, you can pick yourself back up again. If you're feeling really scared, it's also at that point, it's very easy to feel cloudy and unsure about your direction. But if you let yourself have that breakdown, you will have a breakthrough. It's actually a, an emotional cycle. You kind of Allow yourself to have that kind of the low of the bottom of a wave to break down in order to get the breakthrough to get through to crest that wave again. It's a natural part of life. So, the least healthiest thing you can do for yourself is to keep the emotion in. Be authentic, be true to yourself, do whatever you need, you know, even have an outlet like writing. And then, when you're feeling better, then you can say, and I'm grateful to not be sick. Mm-hmm. So, really, that emotional wholeness and a piece of that and in you hear me speak about this in my workshops is you want to be well-rounded you know we very much get away from grief and sadness and anger thinking we're not supposed to feel like this but actually we are it's a part of life and we want to be as whole as possible these are the tools we need to navigate life
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, in, in these sort of times, this is completely unprecedented. And there's no, you know, right or wrong way to handle this. And I think at, at the core of this is kindness, we just need to practice kindness and compassion to ourselves. And as you say, acknowledge each feeling that's coming up and not just letting it um you know, fester in its little corner because everything you're feeling right now is valid. And if, if you've got people sort of saying, well, you shouldn't be upset about that because X, Y, Z, like, you know, that's probably not the, the best way to handle yeah. it.
2: Um,
3: yeah. Absolutely. So Yeah, if you're going through that, I guess you just have to sort of really be kind and, and acknowledge acknowledge how you feel um mm-hmm. but you know that's not natural for everybody what would mm-hmm. you sort of say to someone who's you know been thrust into this situation and is now just like well how do I feel my feelings yeah.
2: <laughs> I th- it's exactly that is sitting down and feeling your feelings and it can be overwhelming and so maybe you don't if it's too much don't sit there and feel it for three hours you know maybe 30 seconds <laughs> and also what will happen is things will kind of get worse to force you to cry. I don't know if anyone's ever experienced that. Like yesterday I was having a tech issue and then like 10 more tech issues came up and I was just like, oh my God. So I just had a good cry, messaged a friend. I was like, what do I do? She's like, call Apple, gave me the number and it turned out and we managed to figure it out. So it was kind of like, I'd had a bunch of other things kind of Um, maybe creeping up on me which I needed to let go of so I think life knew this and decided to give me tech problems so that I could sort of get rid of this emotion and so it'll happen and just roll with it whatever you're feeling roll with it sit yourself down and let yourself feel it it'll kind of feel like a wave of exactly of an emotion and just roll with it it's totally cool.
3: Yeah, sort of just like roll with the punches and, and let all the feelings come in. Well, I do want to dive into this a little bit deeper. Um, we do need to go to a quick break, uh, but it's so good talking to you, Jabina, and I look forward to coming back and chatting more. Thanks, Becca.
4: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com
0: you yeah you are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up well we can help what if we gave you the money to start your own business all you have to do is join the teen wealth club even if you have no idea what you want to do we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules we are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at one 855 866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. We're here to get you started on your future. access all the time
4: the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com
0: you are tuned in to teen wealth radio to join in the conversation send an email to brandy at global teen That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show.
3: Ah! All right, welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Jobina and Brandy and I are here hosting and asking lots of questions. um we're really enjoying all the conversation that you're bringing um towards this and you know as someone who's been to your workshops before Jabina, i know that there's a lot of value um in what you have to teach and what you have to say and i was wondering if you're if you're comfortable like because because we're talking so much about you know acknowledging emotions and how to bring that up and you know actually letting yourself feel what you need to feel while we go through these Big changes. I was wondering if you would feel comfortable, maybe going through one of the things you do in your workshop.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely.
3: Cool. I'll yes. Take it away. I'm Great. I'm excited. Brandy and I are ready and willing. Great.
2: <laughs> well, my suggestion <laughs> is if you're listening and you're able to sit down, that's uh, or stand up and feel the floor. That's quite. That's uh. That's nice for you to as a way to get grounded. So if you're standing up, feel your feet on the ground. If you're sitting down, feel your butt on the chair and your feet on the ground. And take a deep breath, and just slow down to the moment. This is really important as a way to connect yourself. to just slow down. And imagine a time when you're feeling really confident, and it just feels like you're on top of the world. What does this feel like? emotionally. I'm feeling so excited, so happy that what I wanted has finally come or it could be something unexpected that has happened. What is your mind telling you? Are you excited? Are you so happy? What is your heart telling you? How does your heart feel? Maybe it feels warm. Maybe it feels like it's glowing. How does this make you feel about yourself and about life? How does this taste? I had a client who told me that this amazing feeling tastes like cinnamon. How does it smell? As soon as I started talking, I started smelling freesias and feeling lots of purple. This beautiful sensation of a spring day when life has so much promise. If you rub your hands together, how does this feel for you? it feels juicy. And how much space does this feeling take up inside your body? How much room are you allowing yourself to expand? I can actually feel this space way beyond my body, way beyond the living room I'm sitting in right now. It's reaching out way to other parts of Canada. How easy is it to breathe right now? I can breathe, no problem. I am in flow. I can inhale and exhale, no problem. Now then shift this to a time that you're really scared. Right away, my hips are hurting. I can't breathe so well. You might notice that it's I'm not... Uh, what, that I'm not taking as deep a breath. I don't know if you can hear that. My voice feels constricted. How does that feel in your body? My neck feels like it's crunching. My teeth are really sore. My jaw feels really locked. Notice what's happening in your body. What is your emotional state? I'm feeling like my brain is crunching up. Kind of shriveling it's hard for me to have a clear thought how easy is it for you to breathe it's not <laughs> how does this taste for me it tastes like charcoal i'm seeing a lot of black what is this t- how does this make you feel about yourself in life for me it's even hard to just grasp that concept What does this smell like? If you rub your hands together, how does this feel? Just notice this feeling. Feels very much like my insides are knotted up. And now shift back to that feeling like you're on top of the world. Already I can breathe so much better. My outlook looks far more expanded both my internal outlook on life and literally how much I can see side to side. I can breathe better. My hands feel like they're not as crunched up. Like they're, they're, they're kind of back to having that full expansion. I definitely happy to be smiling more again. I'm happy to be me. I'm happy with life and I'm at ease with life and I can feel my feet back on the ground again. Notice the changes between both states. Now with this exercise, I love using it because it shows you how we also have free will and how we choose. Yes, the first important thing is to feel whatever emotion we need to feel, that that are we being uh, called to feel. And then when you're back in a place of clarity, have a choice about how you feel. Knowing that you have a state of being and of mind that is of greater service to you, choose that. Choose to be in this confidence space. Mm.
3: And this will help you. This will serve you. I really like that we got a chance to do that exercise because um, it's also important uh, to learn the difference between those things. Because you might not actually recognize that you're feeling scared. You might notice that tightness in your chest or the things that we just went through when, that you guided guided us through. You might not actually know that it's fear or anger or anything like that. You just have this feeling that you don't know what to do with. Absolutely, yeah. You're it's so uh,
2: you're so right, uh, Rebecca. And I think there's also value to seeing the contrast. Because mm-hmm. let you say you very, you often don't know what you're feeling. So you don't know that there's another possibility. So we're so conditioned to think that we're the way we think and we are the way we feel. So we forget that we have a choice about how we feel about ourselves in life. We have a choice about our viewpoint. We can choose something that is more
3: important for us or, or more productive for us rather. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that's probably like the most important thing right now in this isolation where people aren't really mm-hmm. sure how they're feeling.
2: Yes, absolutely. And the ability to cope. Well, we have a choice about how we're coping. You know, if you follow me on Facebook, I'm trying to get out as many positive things as possible, not in any way trying to underplay the pandemic. But the great things, how people are cheering for the first responders or um, the emergency responders and how people are helping each other by delivering the groceries. And I'm trying to put as much out of that into the world as possible.
1: Yeah, that was, that was great. I really appreciate everything you shared with us. And that last exercise was really lovely too. And you used so many great words throughout the course of this. And I, I just appreciate you coming on the show and sharing with us. And I, I'd love for people to be able to connect with you more. Um, your Instagram, Unleashing Miracles, is yep. awesome. And your website, I know, is UnleashingMiracles.com. Is there any other social media we could quickly share before the end of the
2: show so Thank people you. can follow you? Thanks for that. Yes, Facebook is also uh, Unleashing Miracles.
1: Beautiful. And I'll put the links to those in the bio as well, uh, under the recording of this show. And Jobina, I have one question I ask everyone at the end of the show. Um, if you had 15 seconds for the whole world to stop and listen to one thing that you had to say, one piece of advice, what would it be?
2: Have compassion for yourself. That would be the most important thing. This is a time of challenge. And Mm -hmm. the way we treat ourselves and also the way we treat others, I really think is going to define how we go forward. Ah, I think
1: that was a perfect way to end the show. Javina, thank you for being our guest. Rebecca, thank you again for co-hosting with me. You're so amazing. I hope to see you all here. Same time, same place next week, 5 p.m. on Voice America. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you. (laughs)